Welcome to Think Differently, a show that explores people who are challenging the status quo and how they do their work and choose to live their life. From doctors and designers to entrepreneurs and artists, hear the stories, learn the insights, and see what it takes to think differently. Hey everyone, it's Mark. Welcome back to Think Differently Podcast. This is episode seven. I hope you are all continuing to stay happy, safe, healthy, and well during the coronavirus outbreak. Like like seriously, just please, please, please be safe out there. Uh, this week was unique. We, we got a ton of rain here in Chicago, like, like, like the heavens opened up kind of rain, which meant that my home studio, office, lab space, workshop, whatever I want to call it this week, got flooded with water. Now, not a ton, just like what we call seepage, but it was enough that I had to move everything out. And needless to say, I was able to still sit down with Caleb Gardner for episode seven of the podcast. Now, you may not know Caleb Gardner's name. You may not know him, but what you do know undoubtedly is his work because Caleb Gardner was the lead digital strategist for President Barack Obama. Let me just say that again, President Barack Obama. That's right. If you saw anything online from the president, from a tweet, from an email, from any sort of digital thing online, it definitely has Caleb's hands on it. Uh, he, he just did so much amazing work there. But what's unique about this episode is we don't even really talk about the White House work. I kind of felt it was cheesy, to be honest. It's like if you're able to sit down with Michael Jordan and ask him, tell me about Game 7. It's like, how many times has that dude told that story? Instead, I wanted to make better use of our time together and really get inside his head to see how he thinks, what he thinks about, and obviously how he thinks differently than most of us. So this episode is really cool. We, we talk about how he ended up working at the White House. We talk about how he thinks about the type of work that he does, what he thinks about the future. We, we spend a lot of time talking about the future because that's where Caleb's head is at. One thing he said that really stuck with me was that he's always thinking five, ten years out into the future when he his wife is thinking about, hey, what do we want to do tonight? And so really just the, the mindset that he has about being so disruptive, so innovative, so future thinking makes for a great, great episode. Uh, he is now the founder of what's called 18 Coffees. And 18 Coffees essentially is, is a digital agency that is made up of a really, really unique group of digital, innovative, creative, disruptive people that are really focused on social issues. And so this agency does really, really impactful work and they do it by embracing the community. So even though these people are freelancers and creatives like myself, he does things like offer them health insurance. He does things like offer them legal advice if you are part of the 18 Coffees community. So needless to say, when you think about all of those things, Caleb Gardner definitely thinks differently. But at the end of the episode, when I asked him what he thinks differently about, he answered risk because he thinks that not pursuing creative ideas and not pursuing a passion is actually more risky than settling for something that is not as exciting. So please sit back, relax. Again, this is a quick episode. I think it's like 25 minutes, but enjoy the episode with Caleb Gardner. Hey, what's up, Caleb? Hey, Mark. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you so much for making the time. I know you, uh, among all the people I know, you have one of the fullest plates and, and one of the most important plates I know. So thank you so much for making the time. Always for you, man. 
Yeah, I uh, appreciate it. I actually just was reminded of the first time we spoke. I was driving in my car down Peterson Avenue in Chicago, and I finally got you on the phone. And when you started explaining 18 coffees, which I know we'll get into uh, in the episode, when you started explaining it to me, I had to pull my car over and I had to start pacing. I was walking. I was so excited as as I spoke to you because you, you do so much good in the world. So uh, I can't wait to kind of let everybody that hears this podcast know about what you're doing. Appreciate that, man. And I remember that vividly as well, because I was I was feeding off your excitement. <laughs> well, I, that means the world, man. It means the world. So let, let me I've, I've been thinking about how I introduce you. And, and I'm just going to throw this out there. When I think of Caleb Gardner, I think of somebody that has come from, uh, you know, some of the biggest agencies in the world, has then worked on digital strategy for the Obama administration, and has since now started 18 Coffees. And, and the way I talk about 18 Coffees is it is a community of social change disruptors and innovators that are really kind of coming together to help kind of social, socially driven organizations achieve their missions. Is is that a fair introduction to who you are? I mean, that is a quick and dirty version of me for sure. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think that's the best version of um, 18 Coffees that I've heard recently. We do, we do a lot of fun stuff for social organizations. We also do quite a bit in the private sector, but I think it's fair to say that you know, everything we do is mission oriented and socially driven. And we're constantly trying to think about, you know, what is the future of business in terms of how we make it more socially conscious for sure. Definitely. And I know every time I've gotten the, the privilege of interacting with you and the 18 Coffees community, there's an energy there. And to me, that energy is around kind of innovation, disruption, and change for good. Like everybody in the room, no matter who you talk to at an 18 Coffees event or on a Slack channel, everybody is doing something for good. And so what I want to do is I want to back up a little bit and figure out how you got to where you are right now. Again, you you worked for President Obama. You worked for, again, some of these largest agencies in the world. How did you get to where you, you are right now? Yeah, I mean, serendipitously, Right. Like I wouldn't say that yeah. it was planned. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny when I give a lot of uh, career advice to, uh, you know, people up and coming in their careers, especially I do do, you know, a fair amount of teaching and kind of guest lecturing and stuff like that for universities. So I always get lots of kind of career advice focused um, questions. And, you know, I think that the thing that I consistently say is it's important to have a narrative about the kind of work that you want to do and the kind of difference that you want to make, but but not make it about any specific role or title. Um, you know, the president, uh, President Obama used to say, you know, don't focus on uh, don't focus on, you know, the title that you want or who you want to be, but focus on the kind of work you want to do. And I think that's exactly how I've thought about it in terms of my career, because I think I have made some unintuitive twists and turns just based on what I was interested in at the time and based on how I wanted to make a difference, you know? So I've done done nonprofit work, I've done startups, I've done, like you said, big agencies, big consulting firms, I've done politics, I've done, you know, I've, I've, I think what's, what's interesting about my career is I've been able to see a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different working styles. And I think that gives me a pretty good foundation for what works and what doesn't when it comes to business innovation. Um, and, and you know, I think what's common about all the things that I've done are, are like you mentioned earlier, they've all kind of been forward focused and kind of on the cutting edge of mm -hmm. um, 
you know, what's possible when it comes to technology and, and consumer innovation. And um, I, I think that's that's given me kind of a healthy uh, point of view on, you know, business orientation and, and how we take advantage of what's possible today. But it's also given me, I think, a pretty sobering view of where most organizations actually are when it comes to all of those things. And um, mm-hmm. I think that they're still behind in a lot of ways. Um, but I think what's unique about what I'm doing right now with 18 Coffees is we really are taking a lot of those notes from my career and the career of my partners to do something new and really kind of lean into the future of work in in interesting ways and see if we can do mission-oriented work, especially differently than it has been done before. And, and you know, I'm pretty excited about uh, things that we're up to. Yeah, that's like what I'm hearing there is, and I love the way you said it, is you've, you've gotten a chance to not only span like all these different, you know, kind of spectrums, right? Politics, agency work, consultative work, et cetera. But you said that you, you, you got to see the way that all these different people work. And it sounds like most people don't do that. Most people get a job, they have a career, and it's kind of like the old company kind of a thing. And and that's obviously changing nowadays. But what I'm curious about for you is you've seen such shifts in the way that people work and you've you've viewed so much. So like, are you just superbly inquisitive by nature? Like, where does that part come from? Because most people don't bounce that way and and go from, again, you know, the White House to 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 18 coffees. So so what is it about you that thinks it's OK to do that? <laughs> um. You know, I want to say uh, somewhat masochistic. I don't, you know, I think that there's like, there's a part of it that's like, I am definitely naturally curious and have always been interested in kind of the biggest, you know, I was a history major in undergrad. Like I've always that's been interested what I'm looking for. in. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. I've always been interested in, in leaning into like big trends and being a part of the future, I think, because, um, you know, I, I've, I've that's just been a part of my nature for a long time. But I also think that I probably have a risk tolerance that's higher than the average person um, in that I'm I'm okay making an attempt at switching careers and doing something I've never done before. And I failed. I mean, I'm going to say like sometimes it hasn't worked, uh, to, to mm-hmm. be completely honest. And then sometimes yeah. I've I've, it's been a sink or swim situation and I've figured it out and and come out better on the other side. So I think I, if I had to point to two things, it'd probably be that just kind of a naturally, naturally curious, wanting to be a part of big, big trends and big, big change opportunities. And then, um, you know, just just going out there and and taking risks. Does that manifest in other areas of your life? I'm just curious. Like, are you, you know, like some people would 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 see that in other areas, whether it's like, you know, are you like an ultra marathon or things like that? Do you do other risk taking stuff or are you do you go all in on other types of projects or is this just something that kind of isolates itself to your professional life? That's a good question. I think that um, my the uh, um, orientation that I have to the future and like big trends and thinking, um, you know, where are we going? I think that definitely shows up in my personal life. I always talk about how my wife and I have very different time orientations where she's very much more of a concrete, like, what are we going to put, uh, you know, dinner on the table tonight and feed our children. And I'm very much like, where are we going to retire? Like I'm, I'm like, <laughs> my head is like years in the future. I'm like imagining my son graduating from college. I'm just like, I have, I actually have to work at being present 
and like yeah. being oriented in now and like worrying about now because my head is always in what's next. And so th- that definitely comes out in our, in our personal lives for sure. Yeah, the way you said you have to work on being present. A lot of people just miss that. And and I have a really similar brain where, uh, you know, again, either I'm years ahead or, or for me, I'm more like squirrel and I run and I go until that squirrel <laughs> right. is in my hand and I'm wearing the squirrel hat. Everything else just kind of falls apart. And you're it, for me, I know it's that's a challenge because a lot of people kind of don't think that way. And it's hard to, you know, kind of like um, for me, it, it, it's hard to be present. So I like how you said you have to work at being present. That's really important. And obviously for the work that you're doing too, right? Again, across all these different clients, all the community, um, you know, kind of community partners for 18 Coffees, like they they all look to you. They all look to you as like kind of their fearless leader, I think in some way. So um, it's interesting. That's terrifying. To hear uh, it's hey, I'm sorry. It's true. <laughs> it's when you click on your website and it says meet the leadership, you're the first one that pops up. So <laughs> fair, yeah, fair enough. Um, so I want to talk about because I think it's for people that are first listening and maybe this might be the first introduction and you know to who you are. Tell me a little bit about like what have you done in the last week as it relates to kind of like your work in your life that would help give us a, a kind of paint the picture of kind of what you're up to nowadays. Oh, Mark. So many things, um, you know, it's it day to day. It's differently or, you know, it happens um, based on my calendar. It can be different, but I would say there's a few big balls I have in the air right now. I mean, one is I've been working on a book proposal for a while. I'm trying to uh, nail that down with an agent that, that I probably spend, you know, an hour a day on that. And then mm-hmm. um, on the 18 coffee side, I've been doing um we are, we have a few, so many big initiatives we're launching. We're about to relaunch our website. So I'm working on that, you know, just literally getting into the details of like copy on pages, like, you know, down in the weeds of, you know, yeah. all, everything that goes into a website relaunch. We're about to relaunch um, our, our community partnership program and kind of reimagine it to be a lot more focused on kind of training the independent workforce of the future and deploying them onto social innovation projects. That is definitely a passion project of mine, putting a lot of focus into that. We have lots of kind of daily meetings about that because we're about to relaunch that just in a few weeks. Obviously focused on our client work is is always a part of my day. Um, running our project teams focused on, um, like we're working with United Way Worldwide right now on a big innovation project, for example. So in meetings with those teams and, you know, leading that project, doing kind of normal company admin things um, like hiring and, you know, all the kind of behind the scenes that goes into running a company. Um, and then I... I uh, God, I feel like I'm missing things. I've been doing um, really interesting uh, speaking engagements lately where people from around the world are wanting to talk. I think it's because we have this focus on virtual uh, uh, um, events now. Like people are feeling like they have access to people from around the world. So like I've been doing this uh, uh, back and forth with the company in Dubai where we're going to do a virtual summit in Dubai. I just talked to someone in in India. So we're like, I'm also just kind of reaching into the far corners of the world and and chatting with people in really interesting ways. So my my days uh, are wild right now. When I hear you say Dubai and India, I, I don't know why, but in my head, I had an image of like those old 1980s, like concert t-shirts, like Van Halen, 1984, and it had all the cities listed on the back. You're going to have like the <laughs> Caleb Gardner virtual world tour shirt uh, with everywhere I'll you've gone. It. 
<laughs> so you said something that I need to jump back to, and it was around the the 18 Coffees community uh, partners, and that there's a relaunch of, of of that that whole program. And so again, for folks that don't know. 18 Coffees is made up of a community of partners, and these are people that are kind of working in all areas of innovation, both on the digital side, on the client-facing side, and and when when work comes to the agency that is 18 Coffees, uh, the work gets done by these community partners that might have other things, you know, kind of going on. And you said that there's a relaunch of this program, and it's about the workplace of the future, the way that the workforce is going to be in the future, which is really unique. So I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast are freelancers, that there might be contractors creatives that are just looking to think and work differently. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that looks like and how you're enabling the, the workforce of the future? Absolutely. Like I said, this is a passion project of mine, so I'm, I'm always excited to talk about it. Preach you know, from, the, from the beginning of how we conceptualized 18 Coffees, um, we wanted to lean into the opportunity there was to work with all kinds of interesting expertise, interesting talent from around the world, um, you know, and really be able to flex project teams up and down and scale them based on what expertise and what talent we needed at any given time. Um, you know, our community partnership program was really uh, born out of that desire. But, uh, you know, the other thing I would say is having come from a big agency background, having come from worked in, working at management consulting firms and just seeing the, the war for talent in professional services world, we had seen how um, what talent you need at any given time is constantly changing anyway, right? Like mm -hmm. we are always yeah. looking for the workforce of the future um, because uh, we used to joke when I was at Bain that, you know, you could tell when a company prioritized, prioritized different digital uh, services based on what year um, people were hired. Like we'd be like, oh, director of e-commerce. Okay, so you were hired like 2007, maybe. <laughs> um, director of content. Okay, so 2012, um, right. 2011, you know, like you could literally tell based on the trends that year how someone's org chart had developed. And what we thought was, is there a different way to do this where we can go out and build relationships with really interesting people with different skill sets, especially with you know future-oriented skill sets who are doing the work of tomorrow and build relationships with them based on a common mission of wanting to change the world, wanting to do good, wanting to you know make sure that the innovation we're doing was making a positive difference. And then you know have those relationships create professional and personal value between each other and then mm -hmm. be able to scale up this workforce before we even had any projects for them before we even had you know the client work like is there a way to to actually scale up the workforce of tomorrow and then go out and introduce them to the clients right and so that's really been um, our focus of community partnership and you know we have a core team there are five of us who uh, you know really quality control the projects really manage the client interactions focus on, you know, the doing the training that I was talking about, trying to give everyone a common uh, uh, skill set, common toolkit that we can all work together on. Um, but, you know, that's that's the the idea behind community partnership. And we've been running that for about two years. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, this is really a moment for us to be able to step back, see what was working, make some adjustments, add some more benefits. Like we're pretty excited about being able to add things like health insurance to our community partnership program to be able to add 
legal advice and financial advice and you know things that an independent workforce would be would be the most stressed out to, out about we're trying to be able to provide a foundation for being able to do the kind of work that you want to do a like i'm 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 standing i'm i'm applauding and preaching from the from the back hallelujah that is amazing i think i think you hit the nail on the head is that there's a one is that for people that are independent, right, with their work, creatives, uh, you know, kind of strategists, people in that digital world that are not already kind of having their own full time things at an organization, being on your own is hard. People come to me all the time and like, oh, what's it like working on your own? I'm like, hey, it's great and it sucks, but it's great. Totally. When it's great, but when it sucks, it sucks. In in one thing that that really kind of like went off in my head was, I man, I think it was. I think it was Daniel Pink. It was an old like Daniel Pink thing where they talked about what motivates people. And they talked about like, you know, it was like pay. And it's like, just pay them enough so that pay is not an issue, right? You don't have to like overpay people, but if you underpay them, they're always worried. And and what I hear you doing at 18 Coffees is like taking some of these stressors off of the community partners' plates, like the legal advice. I can't tell you how many times people are like, hey, how do I file my taxes? How do I do this? Do I have to incorporate my yep. LLC? And, and everyone that has a different guy, you know, we're Chicagoans. Hey, I got a guy can do this, could do that. But being a member of 18 Coffees, you have these resources. Uh, the health insurance, Caleb, is a huge one. Like people, for some reason, just can't tackle that. And it seems like, you know, you must have uh, done the Indiana Jones swap where you've, you you got the treasure and you figured it out how to deliver that to people. So uh, I'm really stoked to hear that. I know that the people that are going to benefit from it will be even more excited as well. That That is amazing work. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. It's, uh, we're very excited about it. And, you know, what's funny about it is I we have kind of designed it for, you know, the independent workforce of the future, for people like you who are kind of making a run at, at uh, you know, doing the kind of work that you want to do, being an independent consultant, doing, you know, innovative, uh, forward thinking work as your own business or as an entrepreneur trying to grow a company. We've got a lot of folks like that. But what's interesting is those those people tend to attract the people who have full time gigs, too. So we've got interesting. this interesting milieu of people who might be in an innovation role in-house or on a digital team in-house or on a marketing team or strategy team, but want to be a part of the mission-oriented work and the yeah. mission-oriented community of people that we have, um, or want to use us as a aven an avenue for themselves to be able to go independent or become a freelancer or... Um, as a networking group to find the kind of jobs and opportunities that it, that are really hard to find, you know, on your own. And so we do have this interesting mix of people that are making a run at it on them, their own and people that are, you know, in-house somewhere and just want to be around, you know, creative mission-oriented people. So it's a, it's a tall enough order to like try to get work, right? Like it's, it's hard yeah. to like get client work. But what I'm hearing is that in addition to you building 18 Coffees and, and getting the client work, you've taken on this whole other mission, which is to empower and enable this entire group of community partners. And you didn't have to do that, right? You don't have to help people. You don't have to, like, build this community. Why did you build it? I mean, for the exact reasons we were talking about in terms of, um, you know, this gives us a story to be able to talk to our clients about in terms of how we are thinking about our own business differently and how we can bring more brain power and punch above our weight from an expertise standpoint because we have access to all these really amazing creative people. But I would mm -hmm. also say that, um, you know, this community 
is uh, beneficial to our business in lots of other ways. Like, yes, we have to focus on sales, but oftentimes they are our best salespeople. They're out there talking about us as a company. They're out there spreading the word about us, um, bringing work back to the community in ways big and small. Like sometimes it becomes kind of an official 18 Coffees project. Sometimes it's just, hey, I've got this client. I need someone who can collaborate with me on this thing. Mm -hmm. And they find, you know, someone within the community to collaborate with, which is also great. Um, They are the ones who are, helping us think through creatively from a content perspective, you know, like we run a morning breakfast series called wake up wired. That was the brainchild of a few of our community partners sitting in a room and saying like, what are some interesting things we could do to hold space for the kind of conversations that we want to have in Chicago? Um, so the, you know, yes, it's a lot of work and it, it, it definitely, we have to have a team dedicated to it at all times to make it run efficiently and smoothly, but we also get so much business benefit out of it in ways that other more traditional consulting firms wouldn't get. Interesting. Really interesting. My mind is spinning. And sometimes if I'm speechless, that's a big thing. <laughs> it doesn't usually happen. <laughs> um, I guess a question I have is across all the work that you're doing, like the book, Community Partnership Reboot, um, you know, 18 Coffees, the client work. Is there a piece of the business or a piece of the work that really sets you on fire more than the other? Like when you get down in the weeds and writing like copy, is that like a happy place for you? Is it the strategies? Is there a part of your work that really just lights you up more than the others? Are you asking me to pick through from my children? Like which which child? <laughs> I guess I am. Now that I'm... <laughs> and I feel bad for asking you. It's like, you know, in uh, in my first episode, I asked uh, Jason Pfeiffer, he's the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. I said, what, you know, years from now, you're going to be gone and people are going to talk about you. He said, stop, stop, stop. No one's going to talk about it when I'm gone. No one's going to care about my legacy. I was like, same question to you. I guess it, is that, it is that hard, right? It's kind of like, is it all bundled in? Yeah, I, I think that where my head was at when you were asking that is, I mean, for a lot of the reasons we were already talking about, about me being future oriented and thinking through what's next and being worried about like kind of big trends, I think that's probably the the place that I light up the most is, you know, when we get to to really lean into something that it feels like no one else is really doing, when we can think from a, you know, strategy perspective for our clients that where it's really big picture and we can really partner with them on something that, you know, feels really new and innovative. Um, you know, when I'm writing the book, that's the stuff that I'm writing that I'm getting the most excited about that tends to come out the most naturally. It often is very geeky and I have to like walk it back and be like, no, I need to distill this. But like that's that's the stuff that definitely I get the most excited about because it feels like, you know, again, we're, we're leaning into the future in really new and interesting ways. Interesting. Yeah, no, I I can see that for sure. And even the way that you described it is as you are writing the book and talking about the future focus, that's where it just kind of comes out so organically. And that's that's the happy spot right there. So um, you've done so much. Again, we've talked about a lot of the work that you've done. We haven't even talked about, you know, working in the White House, which is insane for most people to even think about. But there's so much work that you've done. And and I guess, uh, you know, at the end of each episode, I ask people to fill in the blank and, and to finish this sentence. And so take a moment to think about it. But I, I'm going to ask you to fill in the blank to say, Caleb Gardner thinks differently about blank. Caleb Gardner thinks differently about risk. Mm. That's where I'm going to go. And and this is partly because of 
what we were talking about earlier in terms of career moves being at least from a public perception riskier than you know uh, some other people's career moves in terms of pushing myself to do things mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with. Um, but the other thing that I am realizing, especially in the moment we're in now, where so many people have been laid off, lost their jobs, become unemployed. And because we have this interesting insight into an independent workforce, we've seen so many people's pipelines dry up or clients cancel projects or, you know, like there's yeah. there's a different type of risk to being an independent worker than there is to being a full-time employee, but they both are risky in different ways. And I think that's that's what I've come to realize in the last three or four years, especially as we've built up this really interesting independent workforce, is that people who have an orient to, like you and me to kind of going out and doing your own thing, yes, it's risky, but so is putting your fate into a in you know the hands of a big employer that can lay you off at any moment and not having yeah. a plan. I think that that what's differently about most people who kind of make a run at doing something independent is we're thinking along multiple horizons at once, right? Like we're thinking, yeah, how do I get yeah. clients right now? But, oh, I got to like be ahead of the curve. I got to be building relationships with people like, because I don't know where my clients are going to be in the next year, 18 months. Like I got to have the right relationships. I got to be out hustling. I got to be out networking. And to me, it's a lot less risky to be doing that and to kind of have your a portfolio approach to my to projects because you're not putting all your kind of financial and professional eggs in one basket. And so I think it's in the moment we're in now that that's what I would say I think differently about and I would encourage other people to think differently about is like if 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 anything uh, is a lesson in the crisis that we're in it's that professional risk doesn't look like we assume that it looks like. Damn, you're good. Man, I never thought about it that way. That is really, that is really insightful. And I, I, I expected nothing but that from you. Um, Caleb, thank you so much for your time, man. This, this was an awesome conversation. Um, where can people find you? Where should they go to learn more about you, the work you're doing, 18 Coffees? If they're interested in becoming a community partner, uh, just let them know where they should go to, to get involved. Absolutely. So 18coffees.com. Uh, it's where you can find information about the company and community partnership and apply to be a community partner. We're also about to relaunch that. So look for a new version of 18coffees.com with a lot more info that I'm really excited about in the next two or three weeks of around uh, June 1st. Um, you can go to calebgardner.com and find out more about me specifically or follow me on Twitter for all kinds of different thoughts and rants at, at Caleb Gardner. <laughs> um, those are probably the best places. Excellent. Excellent. We'll put all that in the notes as well. Caleb, thank you so much for taking the time. Again, as I said in the beginning, I know of, of so many people with full plates and so much going on, but I think yours has has so much important things on the plate. So thank you so much for taking the time, Caleb. Thanks, Mark. There he is, Caleb Gardner from the White House back to Chicago to build 18 Coffees. He, he really embodies what it means to think 
differently. If you are a company in need of digital creative help, get in touch with Caleb and 18 Coffees. If you are a digital creative, please reach out to 18 Coffees and you should definitely become a community partner. I've just never seen an organization that builds a real community for creative. So again, 18 Coffees, I, I just cannot recommend and suggest them enough. It really is groundbreaking work that they're doing. If you are digging the podcast, you could please follow us on Spotify. If you're on iTunes, please go ahead and subscribe. Leave us a review. Uh, Go ahead and give us a a five-star rating. It, It would just mean the world to help us grow the podcast. As always, from Chicago, Illinois, this is Mark Hans encouraging you to think differently.